for me. There's no greater love than this. No, you have overcome the grave. Glory fills the highest place. What can separate me now? Oh, at the cross I bow my knees. worship team. Appreciate the, uh, the prelude. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Good morning. It is Palm Sunday. We're getting ready for a parade. Palm Sunday, this, the, the week, uh, the Sunday before Easter, when Jesus came in triumphantly into Jerusalem. Uh, we'll have a Palm Parade here today. Uh, during our meet and greet time, we'll ask the kids to head on out into the lobby and Miss Cassie and company will kind of put them together in some form of a parade to come through during our opening song. But uh, hopefully you grabbed a palm as well. If not, we got plenty of extra for, for you to grab at the meet and greet time. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your warm heart pastors, and it is a, uh, it's just a privilege to have you here today. We are blessed to have you with us. If you're joining us online, hello and welcome to you. We pray that you find a blessing in today's service as well. Sign in. Let us know that you're here. Every row, every pew has a sign-in sheet. Uh, you can pass it on down if there's other folk in your row. It's always nice to see who is here. And, and, and I'll be honest, I'm going, I'm going on 40% right now. That's why I'm glad Pastor Jen is giving the message. Uh, our family, on Tuesday, we picked up our kids from school. Uh, they didn't know this was coming. We picked them up and took them to the airport, and we flew to Disneyland for a couple days. Yeah, we got back about 2 o'clock last night. Uh, we got back about midnight, and we've, we finally got to bed about 2 or 3. Uh, so that's, that's where we are. Uh, 24 hours ago, I think we were on Splash Mountain, and let me tell you, it lived up to its name. <laughs> we were smoked all day. Uh, but it's good to see you. Uh, I'm excited about this week's weather. We left 70 degrees down in, in Burbank uh, last night. It looks like it's going to be about 70 degrees later on this Easter. Uh, so we're excited about that. Spring is coming. We have a lot of activities this Holy Week. Tomorrow we have a blood drive. Uh, ask uh, Lisa. If uh, there's any more spots, I don't think there are, but there might be one or two. Uh, I know we were getting really full, uh, but that's tomorrow. Come help save a life. Thursday, uh, Thursday where we commemorate the Last Supper, or we call it Monday Thursday, uh, Mandate Thursday. Uh, we're having a special service called a Tazay service. Tazay is 
uh, is, is based on a monastery in France in the town of Tizé uh, that is based on a lot of repetition, a lot of meditation, praying, singing, that kind of thing. Uh, not really a sermon in there, but uh, we'll have, we'll have a, a, a wonderful service. That's at seven. We'll also have the Lord's Supper then. If you're wondering what, uh, what are we going to have for dinner that night, uh, come on by at six o'clock. We have a potluck at six o'clock that night. Uh, come bring your best thing. Uh, we Methodists like food. Six o'clock potluck, seven o'clock service. Good Friday. Uh, the, the following day, uh, we'll have a special cantata here in the, in the sanctuary at 7 p.m. All are welcome. And we give thanks for the choir for all their work to go into that. Saturday morning is our annual Easter egg hunt. Last year, because of the weather, we brought, we brought it indoors. And that was a big hit. We're going to go indoors again. Honestly, we don't have the space outside. Uh, There's always cars running around. So we're going to go indoors again next year. Uh, Next year, next week, Saturday at 930. Honestly, we have some great egg finders here. So if you show up at 838, they might be gone. (laughs) So 930 is is when it goes off. Uh, I think there's a bounce house and some other stuff going on. So we hope that you join us there. I say that I did find one egg around Christmas time when we were getting ready for Christmas uh, last December, uh, and the chocolate was still good. I've been told. I can't tell you that. It was still good. Let's take a moment. Greet those around us in Christian love. The kids can go out, get ready for the palm parade, and then remain standing for the opening song.
grade five or younger, this part of the service is just for you. If you'd like to come on up for our children's time. Hi. I love a parade. Do you like guys, do you guys like parades? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen a parade? Yeah. Have you ever been in a parade besides our wonderful parade that we just did? No? I've been in them. I've watched them. And even on a few occasions, I've been hit in the head with candy during them. Can you believe that? (laughs) Well, in our lesson today, we hear a story in the Bible about a time when Jesus entered the city of Jerusalem and he was met with an outpouring of love and joy of the people because they were so happy to see him. And there was something that was kind of like a parade. It was like a big party. So today we remember that story with our own outpouring of love for Jesus. Should we pray together? Okay, let's pray. Dear gracious and loving God, thank you for these little ones. Thank you for the story of Jesus and his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Thank you for reminding us of God's love that we see through his gift of Jesus for all. Lord, I pray for these little ones that they will continue to grow in their faith and learn more about you. In your son, Jesus' name, amen. All right, go with Miss Cassie. As we come to our prayer time here at the Church of the Warm Heart, we take a moment of silent prayer, but that silent prayer might have some some audible prayers, some shouted prayers, whatever prayers that you have on your heart, uh, feel free and share. And then we'll have a pastoral prayer and then the Lord's Prayer with the words on the screen if you don't know the Lord's Prayer. But what are the prayers of our church family today? God above, what a joy it is to celebrate Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem. The disciples gathered their colt for him to ride. The people shouted, Hosanna, waved palm branches, and placed their cloaks in the path of the colt. Even when some were cautious, Jesus reminded them that the stones would sing out for triumph was finally coming to a city that needed some good news. So this day we wave our palms and shout and sing Hosanna, Lord God, for some of us might need some good news today. 
We want Jesus to ride into into all the places of tension and anger that we find along our path. We want Jesus to heal the hurts and establish peace in our hearts. Between the political storms this week and, and and the actual tornado storms, we have much to pray about. But God above today, for this one hour, help us to put aside those worries and just just enjoy the parade. Bring us hope, gracious Lord, where we have allowed fear and confusion to reside. Bring us healing where we have been wounded or have wounded others by our thoughts, our words, our deeds. Bring us peace for when we have bombarded by anger, and alienation. Bring us with you, sweet Jesus, into the holy city, not made with, whole, with human hands, but, but the city of your heavenly realm. In the name of the one to whom we wave, we pray his prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. As willing and able, let's stand and sing our next congregational song, Just As I Am.
Please be seated. Our scripture reading this morning comes from Matthew chapter 21. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the day. This is the day for you to make a choice. Today we remember and commemorate Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem. This is the day we remember how he was met with adoration, with love, And with joy, as a large crowd spread their cloaks and tree branches on the road as they greeted him. This is the day that marks the beginning of Holy Week, the time we remember Jesus's last days of his earthly ministry and his journey to the cross. And this is a day that we too say, Lord, Lord, save us. May we remember the words of Psalm 118. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. Lord is God. And he has made his light shine on us. With bows in hand, join this festal procession up to the horns of the altar. Now, friends, if you'll repeat after me. You are my God, and I will praise you. And repeat after me. You are my God, and I will exalt you. You This is the day we give thanks to the Lord. And I'll finish it. 
for he is good. And his love endures forever. What a powerful scene it must have been on that momentous day. Oh, to be there, to feel the energy and the excitement of the crowd. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Think back for a moment. Have you ever been in a crowd where there was just so much oversight, overexcitement and joy and just happiness to be there in that moment? I think the closest for me was the time I played my clarinet for the president of the United States. Yeah, it's a true story. When I was in high school, our marching band was invited to play for the president. I'll let you guess which one, but I'll give you a little hint. It was a bush. (laughs) He had scheduled a visit to our town, and, and we had the honor to play Hail to the Chief for him. And as he stepped out on stage to greet his audience, there were a lot of people there. It was a crowded house. There was no room. Some of of the people there were his ardent supporters and followers. Some were his critics. Some seem ambivalent to be there, while others seemed open and curious to hear what he had to say. And to be honest, I don't remember much, if anything, about his speech that day. But I do remember how I felt. I felt humbled and honored to be in the same room as him. I remember the hush and the silence of the crowd as he began to speak. He held the attention of everyone in the room. I also remember the thunderous applause when he finished his speech. And as a young person, especially as a young person, it was a very powerful experience. It definitely opened my eyes to a world that was beyond myself. Up to that point, I hadn't given much thought about our leaders and how we, we, the people, look to them with hope for our nation. I wonder if that is how the crowd looked to Jesus as he entered Jerusalem that day. 
Some historians believe that there were more than two and a half million people in the city when Jesus arrived. How did they get that, you ask? About 30 years after this event, there was a big audit that was done, and they kept really good records of the lambs that were slaughtered for the Passover. And it was customary for one lamb to be slaughtered for about 10 people. So based on that number, they were able to make a good estimation that there were more than two and a half million people in the city that year. You see, it was customary for every adult male who lived within 20 miles of Jerusalem to make this pilgrimage for the Passover. It was a big crowd. And I'm sure there was a mix of people. Some were probably supporters and followers of Jesus. I mean, by this time in his ministry, crowds seemed to gather everywhere he went. He also had hostile enemies that were plotting against him. I also imagine that there were others that didn't know much about him, but seemed open and curious to learn more about this man that they called Jesus. Our scripture lesson from the Gospel of Matthew tells us that he entered the city on a donkey and on a colt. Friends, this was symbolic for royalty. Kings would enter on a donkey during times of peace. And so Jesus, the Prince of Peace, received the royal welcome. This imagery fulfills the messianic prophecy in Zechariah, chapter 9, verse 9, as Nicole just read for us a moment ago. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Friends, the original audience reading this would have understood this reference. And the crowd, the crowd that was there shouted, Hosanna! Hosanna means save us. They shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. This was a cry for help. A cry from an impressed people, a cry for deliverance, a cry for their Messiah, their Savior. And in this cry, they waved branches. The Gospel of John, also known as the Gospel of Love, is the only gospel that actually mentions palms by name. They were symbolic of national pride. But I think perhaps if we take a deeper dive, 
they could have another meaning as well. I thought a lot about poems this week as I prepared this message. And my study of scripture brought me back, way back to the Old Testament, to Leviticus chapter 23, verse 40. And I would like to share that with you. On the first day, you are to take branches from luxuriant trees, from palms, willows, and other leafy trees, and rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. This passage was in reference to another week-long festival. And that festival is known as the Feast of the Tabernacles during which four different types of palms were used. The plants were woven together to help create temporary booths or shelters to commemorate the time the Israelites lived in the wilderness. This is still practiced today. Um, Actually, I have a friend that every year posts pictures of their sukkah in their backyard. It's an exciting time. It's, she says it's actually her favorite festival, and her husband dedicates that time and, and builds it. You know, the mention of palms leads me to believe perhaps there's a deeper meaning here. The palms. The Hebrew word is lulav. I needed to look it up (laughs) because I had questions as I prepared this message. And what I found was lulav. Lu means to, unto. Love means heart. And so the translation for the word is, we give to you our hearts. Was the crowd crying out for help for their Messiah, their Savior? Yes. Were the branches a symbol of national pride? Sure. But I think there's something else here. Given the richness of their tradition and the meaning of the palms used in the Feast of the Tabernacles, I believe the palms were symbolic of pouring out their hearts to Jesus. In one description, I read that Lou Love was described as the conduit of peace and God's presence from every direction. We gather and are gathered in. Isn't that beautiful? And so now in our tradition today, this is the day that we remember. We remember when Jesus entered Jerusalem from the east on a donkey as the Prince of Peace, representing God's presence from every direction. 
reminding us that God's kingdom is here now on earth as it is in heaven. Some scholars believe that on the day of Jesus' procession, there was a second procession as well. And this was the procession of Pilate on a horse representing power and national pride. You see, there are two kingdoms with two very different ways. One represents the humility, the way of humility and peace. The other represents pride and the way of position and the way of power. There were two processions and one very large, diverse crowd. I'm sure there was a mix of people. Some were pouring out their love for Jesus, while others were hostile enemies. The story is bittersweet because we know that Palm Sunday starts the journey of the cross. I used to struggle with this story because I thought the group that shouted Hosanna and loved Jesus was the same group that rejected him and cried crucify him later in the week. After some study and insights from biblical scholars over the ages, I actually don't believe that's true. There were likely some that turned on Jesus because he wasn't the warrior Messiah that they had hoped for. But I also think there were devoted followers that continue to love and pour out their hearts to Jesus. Do we not see that later in the story with the women? I think there were different groups in the crowd, and they each had a choice just as we have a choice today. To love or reject. As a young person, I had the opportunity to play my clarinet for the president. It definitely opened my eyes to a world that was beyond myself. I look to our leaders with hope for our nation. Collectively, I think we still do that today. Absolutely, we ought to be good citizens. We ought to respect and pray for our leaders and love our country. But as Christians, we must not let national pride in the lure of position and power eclipse the way of humility and peace. You see, that is the way of Jesus. 
In the story of Palm Sunday, there are two kingdoms, two very different ways. One reminds us of God's presence from every direction as we gather in and are gathered in to give God our hearts. This is the way of love. This is the way of peace. This is the way of God's kingdom. The other is the way of pride and position and power. This is the way of the world. As Christians, we are set apart from the way of the world for the way of love. We recently completed a study, uh, Love is the Way. And then for Lent, we've been studying Reckless Love, which has been a wonderful study that has provided practical applications of what it looks like to love God and love neighbor. During our Tuesday Bible study, we've been studying the Gospel of John, which is the Gospel of Love. I see a theme here. <laughs> and so, with that, this is the day to make your choice. The diverse groups in the crowd on that day had a choice to love or reject the way of Jesus. That is the way of love. I ask you, what do you choose? And the family of God said, Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jen. It was four days after the parade that Jesus took the Passover meal. He was in the upper room with his friends. And if you've been to a Seder before, the father figure, the host, there are four times that they take the bread and they break it. And scholars believe that on the third time, Jesus changed the words a little bit. He took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. And he said, take and eat all of you. This is my body shed for you. And also in the Seder, there are times that they take the cup and they partake and at the end of the meal, Jesus changed the Seder one more time. He poured out the fruit of the vine and he said, take and drink all of you. This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in my name. In the Methodist church, there are no rules about who can or cannot take communion. All are welcome at this table. 
Today we will partake out of, uh, out of, out of these baskets of, of, of bread. Uh, we, will, we will hand you with tongs uh, a bread. And we have uh, cups of grape juice to use. Feel free and take a cup out, partake as well. There are baskets in the corner here where you could uh, dispose, dispose of those cups. Word of warning, uh, we usually use plastic cups. I could not find them this morning. I dug in the old histories of, of, of our church, and I found the old glass ones that they used generations before. So when you, put, when you, when you partake, it's glass. Don't throw it in the, in the thing. They're, they're glass. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, we'll come down the center aisle, and then you can feel free and, and go back out the side. The table is set. Please come forward. As we come to the offering, a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate in the giving to this church. You make love happen. Love of the ministries of this church, love to our town, love to our city, love to the world. As our gifts uh, go throughout the world, creating places where people can find hope, love, and peace. I ask the ushers to come forward at this time. As able and willing, let's stand for our closing hymn, Death Was Arrested.
and all the time. Hey, thank you to the worship team for all your music, for, for Jen, for the message, for those upstairs uh, making this happen, for those watching online. Thank you. And to all of you, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. That as we celebrate him with palms, may we continue this parade outside these doors, bringing love, hope, and peace to those we meet. Go in peace.